You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. I don't know this Is one. this Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> yes. Yes, it totally is. I went to Nancy Drew, but those are just books. Yeah, no. Well, if Nancy Drew were a show, it'd probably be Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Hello, hello again. Bing is for doing, and what are we doing? We're doing a whodunit after show. I'm your host, Steph Z, and joined across from my lovely matching co-hosts tonight. Hey, guys. It's Virginia. Uh, it's Brian. Sweet, sweet. Um, so let's get right into it. So very, very at the beginning of this episode, we see the teams again. It's a very big point of the teams. And actually, they're talking about, you know, the destroying the teams almost how Lindsay was part of both the team. And now they're all trying to, like, ostracize her and get her kicked out, which I think is a very interesting strategy. And it it took four episodes to get to that where they're like, wow, we can actually get somebody gone. And even though she was the one that was, like, safe first last time, and we were talking about, like, do they go with that this means that she's really smart, or are they going to all pit against her? And they kind of all pit against her. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, since this is a brand new series, they kind of have to figure out which way to go with how to eliminate people. You know, can it be just two teams or should it be knocking off people one by one? You know, um, every reality, you know, kind of competition like this, there's always, you know, different strategies. And so it's interesting, you know, I, I mean, I see Gino's side of it where they're like, okay, let's just get rid of her because she's kind of like screwing them both. But then right. also I can see Cam's side of it where he's like, he needs to keep his team strong because, you know, it's us against them. Right. So it's definitely interesting to see how this season is going to play out and, you know, what tips season two, if there is a season two, how they'll, you know, start off strategizing in the beginning. Yeah, that is very interesting. I think the rules will change a little bit. And I think also the no, like what we know or what we're clued into, so to speak, will also be changing if, you know, we have future seasons of this, which we would love because we love it. Um, okay, so why don't we start with our three scenes, unless you want to say anything else about teams. Anyone? Anyone? Brian, did you have any thoughts on I that? I have no thoughts. <laughs> That's rare. Oh, very, very rare. Um, okay, it was very interesting. So we break down into the three locations, but this time there's a new place to investigate and get clues. So Giles comes in and says that you can actually inspect the mountain lion and see what kind of clues are on the mountain lion, which, again, is only sleeping for another short period of time. So they got to be careful. I love that they threw that in as if the lion would actually wake up and eat them too (laughs) but you gotta give him credit for like throwing those little things in because like it brings it to that 
ridiculous point, but it, so it keeps it light and funny. But you know, we're also all like, who's this killer? You know what I mean? Like we're all intrigued to know, but it keeps it a little bit like really. You know? Yeah, I definitely think we've been a very critical sometimes of the realisticness of the show or the reality of the show um, because you know it is kind of silly like we know that the mountain lion is not going to wake up but then right. you know we have to think back they're trying to make this a murder mystery and you know as real as possible so they're giving them that fake scenario of oh you know you have this amount of time so it might wake up you know like right. I think in my head when I'm watching it I have to remember that that part of it like okay this isn't real because obviously that I mean, I guess the mountain lion could wake up. Oh, that was that was a stuffed mountain lion that they were looking at. But it, <laughs> <laughs> and Brian keeping it real. <laughs> and there we go. That was my exact point. It's like, okay, right. going into its gums and stuff. Right. Well, they pulled out that piece of Dawn, but then realized yes. it was steak. Yes. Right. Right. But I think that's okay. you know we've even had our YouTube commenters say that like you know yeah. we're being a li- we're taking it a little bit too serious. Which we we love your comments, even you know the cruel ones. We do appreciate you guys watching us and you know yeah. commenting. But that is something that you know some of our viewers have said. We are taking it too too realistic, and I think that's just because you know Brian, you really. You know, take it apart. Like, you really. But I think that's good. I think bringing that reality to the show is good. And, like, we can discuss it. I mean, just so everyone out there knows, like, we we know that the mountain lion wasn't going to eat anybody. And we also know that Um, the people really aren't dying. Yeah. But we do appreciate your comments. We appreciate your feedback. Um, you guys download us on iTunes, comment, helps keep the lights on, all that kind of stuff. It's really good for us to hear what you guys want. We have a couple things later, actually, that I want to mention from things that people actually wrote in, some theories that people had. And people also, um, one of the comments was in our predictions, they would like if we would predict who we thought would be killed next week, yeah. like after Ulysses dies. So I think we're going to incorporate that into our predictions as well. So, um, okay, back to the lion. Okay, so we don't really get anything from the lion. We get that there's blood on the paws and the mouth, and we get that, you know, they came up with this great idea that the lion was delivered. Okay, we got that. The lion didn't just roam into Malibu or wherever they're filming to do that. So we got, like, that was that was good. Um, I think the interesting thing, and to the lion went Chris and Gino, I think the interesting thing for the morgue where Melina, Sasha, and Ulysses went is I felt like I saw a big change, not big, but like a slight change in the information gathered from the morgue because of previous times, Don was always there and he was using his expertise to break stuff down. Like once the whole coach cover was blown, he was really, you know, giving interesting things about the morgue. And since he wasn't there, they were kind of a little bit like dumbfounded for lack of a better way of saying it. You know what I mean? They were like, well, he's pink and he's red and yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I mean, if you look, who I mean, Sasha and Melina, although they were in, although they ended up with the, you know, the relevant information, I don't think they got it from the morgue. Certainly, Ulysses was didn't didn't seem to gather anything. He seemed clueless every time he went to the morgue. Like I feel like all the people that actually went to the morgue never had to figure anything out because you're right. Don always gave them the information. He always was like, "Well, this is exactly why they're pink," or you know, he would have given us. The exact information. Yeah, I, I think he probably would have first... said that looks like poisoning, or right? Something. Right, or reaction, yeah. right, or yeah. something like that. He wouldn't have been like, "This is an." One of them said like an overblooding or something. Whatever this they said, pink stuff, yes. and there's white stuff. Like you know, <laughs> right. he had exact reasoning for everything. So I definitely think that was you know poor Don on the table because we right. won't get that expert. 
you know, opinion. It was. Anymore. It was very interesting. It, it did bring in the elements of like what you would actually ask and see, you know, at an actual crime scene. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Somebody else might step up and have more information. Like it would have been interesting if Dana would have been in the morgue because she, you know, when we get into later, she clearly knew that it was poisoning because of her family history and work stuff and whatever. But I guess that all just depends on who, you know, winds up where, so to speak. And then we have the kitchen. And apparently the kitchen, not that you get all the clues at first, but that's where most of the clues are. Yeah. I was actually very surprised at Ronnie. I think he like he's proving that bounty hunters are the way to go when you need to solve a crime because like he figured it out other than the whole like I need to cause a distraction. Like he figured that out and everybody else was kind of uh, just like To be a counterpoint, to be fair, <laughs> Don maybe had a little more chops than we gave him credit for as we see this week and he was just sharing the information being a public servant. So, you know, it's not... Anyway. Okay, okay. But, you know, Ronnie, at first I was kind of like on the fence about Ronnie, but now I feel no. like, you know, he really is good at investigating he stuff. He does seem to be showing off like yeah. every week. Well, last week, yeah, confident. last week he had, you know, a lot as well. And I did what you mentioned that I don't want to like skip over. Like, I really like how Ronnie, like he's getting the game more. He was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try and distract them, even though his distraction I, was like... I was like, how do you do a one-person distraction from yourself? <laughs> yeah, but it worked, because he was looking at the stove, and then right. all of a sudden he's like, okay, I, I figured this out, this is what this is going to be, and if I stand here, everyone's going to come over and be like, what was he looking at? What did he see? So he, you know, says, like, let me reenact the cat, you know, the lion, <laughs> and he starts hopping on stuff, sure. which makes them not look there. So I think that was very smart of him, and, in, you know, it's just the growth, because in the beginning of the show, it was very much like, okay, oh my god, I'm excited, I have a clue, and everyone, like, followed everyone, which is still happening, but he showed that he... Especially by Sasha. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I can't stand I'm see her. that we do. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Thorn in my side. Yeah, it mm. is. Uh, well, some <laughs> other things that we picked up from the kitchen that I think were key to figuring it out, not only was, you know, something happened with the stove, was that there wasn't a lot of blood, which Dana said, which, you know, was very interesting. And she said from her nursing skills, it looks like something else, which later, you know, turned into something different. Right, and I think they kind of really piece that together because every, like, even at the morgue, they were like, "Well, there's not really a lot of wounds." And then with the mountain lion, they said, they they even said something like, "Oh, there's not a lot of blood." Like everybody kept wondering where the blood was. So I think everybody kind of knew. Except it Ulysses, who in his final thing said, <laughs> "You pulled him. him down and killed him in some odd, but still would be cat killing him way." Right. Somebody else in the exits, I think, said that he bled to death. That was Ulysses. Oh, it was him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By mauling. Yeah. Which is Although, I mean, Chris said that the, the killer released oxygen to kill Don. <laughs> she did say that. I think that was a Freudian slip or whatever, but yeah, too much oxygen so that he got a heart attack. <laughs> Love you, Chris. But that was just funny. Um, and then after the kitchen, anything else you want to add about the kitchen? No, I'm just still laughing. Uh, oh, I like the kitchen, it. actually. It's got really nice appliances. It is a very nice I mean, kitchen. If we're, if, we're, if we're saying stuff about the kitchen. Well, yeah. it, was, it was nice how they stepped on the mat and then it opened yeah. the thing. Yeah, they did figure out that. And They're then really, they flipped yeah. it over. So, like, it, it is interesting. It was interesting. very unequal almost this week, at least. I mean, maybe we just didn't, maybe the people in the other places just didn't uncover stuff that there was available to them. But, right. you know, so much of the, I mean, between the later mystery and then the kitchen, I think you could get basically everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah, because there wasn't much at the morgue other than he didn't have a lot of wounds and he was pink. You know, because they even flipped right. him over and were like, oh, there's paw prints on his back. That's got to be, that's interesting. Well, they I kept mean, saying everything was interesting. Yeah. No, significant. 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 The, the word of the day is significant, <laughs> yes. apparently, on who done it. So, um, but yeah, no, the kitchen, that was very significant. How they realized that once you stepped on the mat, the, the door slid up and the cat was already there. Um, you know, the other thing that they did find on the cat that with the lion that we didn't, you know, mention was the tag, which I really thought they were gonna there was gonna be some clue on that tag, but there wasn't. Or maybe you're right. Maybe they just didn't find it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, one, one of the things is that if you know if Ronnie hadn't said, "Hey, let's look in the," or "Let me look in the stove," you know, they might never have. We might never have known that there was that significant clue in the stove, right? I mean, there was enough other clues around there that. That it could conceivably have been that that was all there there would have been. Like we we wouldn't have been like, oh well, there must be missing something. So and the other places, I, there might have been a lot of other things they could have seen. Right. I just, you know, because it just seemed that both of them were so sparse as to clues. Well, I guess the the thing that we did see from the mountain lion was that when they opened the mouth, it was a steak that came out, and it wasn't you know, a piece of, like, flesh because that also signified that you know he didn't really eat Dawn; he ate the steak. Right. Well, you could eat both. Yeah, but it signified also that Don died. Like, Don was, like, from at the end when they reveal what happens, Don died. Like, he got the the cyanide in his face, and then he died, and the cat, like, ate him a little bit, but probably smelt the steak and went there. At least that's what, you know, they said. We know Don didn't really get eaten. Um, And then from in there, I think it's very interesting... Again, this whole Lindsay drama, you know, we have Lindsay and Chris and they overhear, you know, what what the other team's saying. You know what I mean? They're they're listening in, they're overhearing and she's like, "Wow, they all don't trust me." So in her head, she's thinking now, "I really need to stay in close with, you know, Cam and Ulysses and Chris." And then we see a, a flip. We see Chris then go back and tell Melena and Sasha that she doesn't trust Lindsay. You know what I mean? It was like literally like flip-flopped. Yeah, I don't understand why Chris did that. Like that was what my, like I understand that she doesn't trust her, but then she went and said, oh, we were spying on you. Like why would you tell them we were spying on you? That didn't make any sense to me at all. I don't know, but I do know one thing. I mean, if they have to, basically Cam and Chris need to figure something out right now starting at the next episode because you can't have a two-person team in this game there's three locations places. yeah i mean so they need to either you know lure Lindsay back into their trust or defect um because once you drop below three like you can't you you are giving up one of the locations which is really interesting and you know i i don't think they did a very good job of uh thinking about what would happen if they lost one person i mean the, you know cam kind of mentioned that well we'd need to have four but then they didn't really i don't know how they they didn't seem to treat Lindsay very well and now you know she seems to trust no one and probably rightly so yeah but i mean i think she still has to go with them because who else does she have she knows the other team is voting for her off and i mean the like the interesting thing about the show also is that you don't necessarily have to get some clues to get other clues like you know, we see, like, as we continue to move forward, once they give all the clues, then Sasha just starts following people, or you can overhear somebody. Like, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to have a team. I mean, it helps, but. It's easy to freeze out two people, I think. 
right. mean, if you have someone who's absolutely not going to a location, then, you know, you don't have to worry about that at all. I mean, you, you just quietly tell the other people in your group or don't tell them. Right. I mean, I think it's going to start now that we're going to see the other group is definitely going to start fracturing pro- probably the next episode pretty significantly. It will be interesting. I wonder who will be that third per- For some reason, I think that Lindsay will be part of that team. So well, they have speak. no other choice. Right. But they mm-hmm. could say no and get somebody else. But who else would defect to that team? Why would you defect to that team? You wouldn't. Gino. Gino is... He's, he is a he's a feisty feisty. I feel individual. like he's on his own. Like he just does what he needs to do for himself. Right. So but maybe. I think too the reason why Chris was telling Melina and Sasha went back to the original plan of everybody against Lindsay. That, that's, that's why right. she went and told them because she was playing it up like, well, let me go and look like this, and then they're not going to get mad at me that I was listening in because I was doing something with Lindsay. But then Lindsay heard what you guys said. You know what I mean? Like she was playing both sides as well. So yeah. I think that was maybe why that was happening. Um, and then, so after that, both teams, you know, are uniting, like we said, to throw Lindsay off. And I, I think that ties back into a lot of that. Um, and then we have the killer note, which, you know, begins the first series of clues for this episode. And it says, you know, take you out of your element um, where you're cool and laid back. And Brian, you were saying that right away you knew that was the morgue. Yeah, well... Right. I, yeah, because I mean, I'd seen the periodic table on the wall there before, for one thing, but also cool and laid back. I mean, it just seemed to me that, that it'd be, you know, laid back stiff as a corpse. Right. Um, I mean, at the other where the other people sh- went when they showed them first, I said, yeah, those are reasonable. I, I thought those are reasonable alternatives, although, you know, they you don't usually show the correct place first, too. So I was... Um, but yeah, as soon as they said it, I was thinking morgue. Well, the um, C and the N also. And the C. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was very clear that they were talking about somewhere that you know has elements, and they probably weren't relying on people to un- to remember their eighth grade science. That the C- periodic table, right, yeah, exa- right. So um, I was thinking, yeah, morgue, and sure enough, there's the periodic table of elements has carbon and nitrogen right next to each other. They're given a magnifying glass, which is also kind of tips them off that it's going to be something written down. Uh, if you go up, there's on the periodic table, there's a tiny little, tiny little riddle just right. written there. Right. Before that, though, I really still think that it's very interesting that there's so there's different options. You I mean there was like th- right. people go to the freezer, people went outside. Like people still are like they think they know, so they go. But they some people are so lost from the from the beginning clue yeah, but i mean they do a they intentionally i think do a good job of right of making cr- uh, clues that you know aren't just ambiguous but are you know but but are ambiguous yet suggestive of actual locations that that correlate to multiple locations so exactly right when 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 someone goes to the pool and then they explain why their theory you know of going to the pool you, you think to yourself yeah that's actually that's you know that yeah. makes sense um, you know, the uh, out of your element being well. What are we in now? I mean, th- air, water, yeah. So, I mean, some of them are also 
always just wacky and off the ball when they do explain it, which I, usually it's Dana, but not this week. <laughs> well, she did a little the H2O stuff. But. Yeah, I definitely think they do a really good job with, like, your first instinct, and then they, they just start running, you know? And it's like, but you only have that certain amount of time because you know if your first instinct isn't right, someone else's might be, and then you have that bell working against you. So it's basically like you got to figure it out as fast as possible. So it, Or just find someone like, like or, Sasha. Or be Sasha and just follow people around. You guys around. love her, don't you? Well, no, no. I, I just, she's, you know, she seems to have a bad attitude about it. Like I just don't like that, you know, I, I really don't like it when people aren't playing the game to figure it out themselves. I feel like you're just leaning on people for, like, if you can't figure it out, I don't know. I, I just don't like that element of it, you know, just hmm. writing, writing on someone else to figure it out and just like oh I'm going to follow them around and then get the clues like why couldn't she just go figure it out for herself well she just did it in kind of a huffy manner I, I, I'm i fine with someone someone following someone else but at least have a good sense of humor about the fact that you're not getting it don't be like right. ah, ah. yeah she is a little bit but it sassy. could all be she's playing it could all be playing us like she's still there I don't know that she's got a scared card yet no, she, she has. She's still. She's just hovering. She's a bit sassy like, I th- for me. She is, yeah, but I, I think it's good. I, I still. She's in my pick. I have another pick that's you know we'll talk about later. That's kind of rising up my <laughs> list. But she's still there. Like she does. She's she's playing the game. She's being smart. She's just kind of hovering, right above. You know, and um, mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're pursing our lips on this side of the table. I know, I know you are, but that's okay. Okay, so from the morgue and the periodic table, then we get another clue that says upstairs closet. It leads them to the closet. And then in the closet, there's the handkerchief. And in the handkerchief, there's another riddle, which again, I love the sequence of riddles because I, like with that mentality that people can go to different places. It's like, you have to be right more than one time. You can get one clue and then be sent so off, which is really like, so it's not the first person to get the the first clue automatically is going to, you know, ultimately get the bell rung. You know what I mean? Like they're going around and it keeps the game real. Um, You know, and then it says the riddle that you're hungry for science, which I think we all kind of, you know, it it brings them to the library, but we all kind of are like, could have been hungry for knowledge. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty pretty weak riddle for going to the library, but I I mean maybe it, we the number part kind of narrowed it down to a safe or some type of a combination lock. Right. But I mean you don't necessarily know that it's a safe because in, in in episode one they, there was a combination lock on the outside container for one thing. But I mean even knowing that it's a safe, um, hungry for hungry for science just to me it's uh, a lab maybe you know if they hadn't already gone to the morgue I, I just right. library but Gino seemed to seemed to know pretty quickly for somebody who's right. not the killer right and I wonder too if some something was edited out that mm. in the library there was like a science section that they've seen before because it seemed like he kind of went to the library and like right to the safe right you know like I'm sure there's not just a safe on the wall like chilling mm-hmm. at all times well no, yeah you know he I mean? like had to open a door and there was a safe behind it right or like a painting right. or he moved uh, there something. was a yeah there was a door in a door reference in the clue although it was front door um right at, and maybe the library is by the front door, and that would be more something that we could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the layout of the house still. They're a little right. gamey with their angles. But yeah, I felt like there was something in there. And maybe we missed it, but I feel like there was something in there that 
it was kind of like, okay, he's opening a door and he's in a safe. Like, how did he know the safe was there? Like, he it looks right. like he ran right to that, yeah. moved and no it, one and got in the got safe. It. And no, right. exactly, no one else, no one followed him. No one him. followed him. I mean, it was it was almost bizarre how he immediately was there. It was like well, he did like a little wiggle step and like vanished. Like yeah. there was people right behind him yeah, getting the, the handkerchiefs. There were like four people getting the handkerchiefs. Right. Well, and so that makes me wonder, like, are they allowed to like look over the house beforehand and kind of observe things? Because he even said, okay, there's a safe in the master bedroom and there's a safe in the library and he immediately went there you know so it's like were they given time to kind of look around the house for stuff without get, each when other? they first got there maybe when they first got there because gino took a nap when they first got <laughs> that's there that's true did. wasn't him but maybe he napped in the library no he was napping in his room they showed it <laughs> <laughs> well i think too they're getting more familiar with the house just right. because they're being there right so they might be you know seeing things making notes keeping their own notes of like what you know, I saw this weird thing in this. Maybe that could have to do with one clue later, which, again, the whole theory that there's clues in every episode that are leading up to who the killer is that they can go back or something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. there's a piece of that puzzle that we're not privy to. And maybe he just went to get a book another, you know, earlier. Well, see, that was the thing. If it would have went to the library and it would have said, like, a, a science section and he moved the book and we saw the door open and then there's the safe, like... To me, that would have been a little bit more clue. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I just was curious what those other three or four people went. Like, I mean, th- yeah. it's yeah. not like, this isn't like a 10-acre thing when they're inside the house. I mean, as far as, yeah, you know, so- physical proximity, where the, I mean, even just somebody went, who went off on a red herring could potentially see, you know, Gino on the way. So I, it was odd to me that uh, you know, none of the other eight people saw him and he just immediately went there. And he, he also, he... He closed the safe back. He put it back in the safe and closed it up again, which was weird. Very weird to me, too, because if I would have found that clue, I would not have put it back in the safe. I would have just put it in my pocket. I would have folded it up, put it in my pocket. So if somebody else did get there with the handkerchief, you know, clue with the combination on it, they'd open it up and be like, oh, this was wrong. They would think that it was a red herring. did the bell go off? Not until he put it back. Oh, well, maybe there was instructions on there, like he had to put it back then. Right. Well, I mean, right. well, I think there were instructions that he had to. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, if, if maybe that was just as you know to 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 try to either to honestly or to you know to to tip us off that he didn't know it was the last clue. So if he's trying to let us know that he's not the killer, because other I, you would know if you were the killer that that's the last clue. But if you weren't the killer, you wouldn't know that's the last clue until the bell rings. So maybe you would have to put it back. Right. I I think I... No, no, no. I think I understand what you're saying. It's like his instinct, like before the bell rang, his instinct was to put it back. Rather than I feel like if that was the last clue and I got it, my instinct would be just to read it and hold on to it. And then the bell would go off. And I would still have it with me. Right. You know what I mean? Like the sequence of that was a little bit interesting to me as well because, you know, like exactly that. It's like they don't know, like he didn't know he had to put it back and shut the safe in order for the bell to go off. Right. And maybe also because of the way that, you know, the season works, like you have to, you know, have the clue out, get the information. And then like someone else could be there reading it with you, right. you know, or there's other people. So maybe that had to do with something like you have to put it away first in order for it to end, yeah. you know, or, so that if there are three people there, you have to read it as fast as you can and put it back. Yeah. Or maybe it said something to the effect of like, you'll have this clue for 30 seconds, take a photographic picture in your mind. And now, you know, you know what I mean? Like there was maybe some other, cause there was a lot of writing on it. It was a schematic. There was a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. writing on that. Um, Okay, so then 
that pretty much Gino figures out it's the cyanide. And I think that it was very interesting, again, how he, in his head, went and talked to Dana first. And she knew, which was very shocking to me. That was another thing that, like, jumped. Right. I mean, they were talking and suddenly Dana knew the exact cause of death. And it wasn't even clear how he approached her, whether he told her anything. I mean, it was just like, and maybe that's something that they're doing to kind of create intrigue. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she had, she seemed to know the exact, like, cyanide. Uh, hydrogen cyanide powder powder that was placed in there and then when you you know when you do a specific thing to to uh the compound it turns into a gas that floats up well i think you know before when we went back to when they were all sitting around talking they were saying poisoning you know and i think it was just kind of like she had the time to then like think about it you know as the clues were going so she had a you know she had a pretty good time if she's a nurse to figure out okay he was poisoned what could it have been that poisoned him and turned his hands red and then she remembered that it was her family that or her dad that did that but so, why would Gino the, the, I mean the, the big intrigue in my mind is why does Gino pick the person who's been the weakest the last two weeks is the the last two weeks is the person to go to and with his I mean, is it because she's been the weakest it just seems like well because he wants to save his own team that's what he's why does she, said. No, but why does he go to Dana that's all I mean. He's got he's got four other people. Why doesn't he go to Ronnie? Why doesn't he go to? Well, wasn't you know, she the first person to approach him? We we didn't see that. We just saw yeah, them talking. That's unclear. the thing. Yeah, but in that too, I thought that you know the fact that he picked Ulysses and Lindsay to be the ones that didn't get the proper information, and they later aren't the ones to get the scared cards. There's some there's something in there happening. Because he told everyone except the two of them. That's what I thought was weird. That he told everyone except the two of them that it was this poison. And then Chris said it was oxygen. Well, he no, he just told them there was a rig. He brought in he brought in Chris and Ulysses, or excuse me, Chris and Cam, and he said to them there was a rig in the in the stove. He intentionally held out the cyanide por- portion for Chris and Cam. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, yeah. he said, "I'm going to tell him enough that just enough." Right. Basically, what he was what he was trying to but engineer. But he told Lindsay less. Um, he, didn't, he didn't tell them anything. Basically, what he was trying to engineer is he he's like, "Okay, here are the five people on my team. You get all of it from me. Here are the two people I like most from the other team. You get half of it. The two people I want out, you get none." And then what happened was that the the portion of information that he shared with the bottom, with the middle two, mixed down to the bottom four, and he figured that yeah. out when they when they didn't get the scared card. So now he knows that his theor- that his attempt to bring those four those two into his confidences did not work. And he picked them because he thought Cam was the killer, and that so he was like, if I even try to do that, he's still going to be saved no matter what. Like he's not going to die. So I have to try to kill off these other two people. Right, but in that, then Cam winds up being scared as well. But not killed. But not killed. And so maybe that yeah. is because Cam really is the killer, and then he just wants to make it look like he's not the killer, so right. he gets the scared card, because as we see, Ulysses is the one that ends up dying anyway. It, it's right. weird, though, that, that, that Gino would, Well, I, I think it's weird that Gino would be so sure of who he thinks is the killer at this point that he would actually base his like his who's in and who's out decision on it. That, right. that to me didn't. And I'm just interested because I thought it would have been very, very interesting if the scary cards were that Lindsay was included in that. Because then it would really show that their – because in a way, their manipulation of the game failed. Like everyone to try and ostracize Lindsay out, she didn't even get a scared card. 
so it didn't work. Right. So if that would have worked, I think it would have been really interesting because then it's like, wow, they can all like these people can go form a you know alliance or these people can now as well. But well, that as, was because uh, Cam decided that he didn't want that to happen because he knew that Gino was controlling the game. And so Cam decided, I'm not going to let them control the game. Here's all the information. So they all had equal information. And unfortunately, Ulysses was the one that decided that, you know, like he didn't really listen to any of it because then he ended up saying that the bear, you know, or not bear, the, cat. the lion, you know, mauled him. <laughs> the elephant. No. You know, <laughs> I think that's very interesting, too. Now that you say that, there's probably something going on in the back of their heads too that's like well i kind of think this and maybe he's lying to me right because they that's you know they all didn't follow suit to what he told them right i mean there is a lot of dramatic irony here in the sense that we as the audience see a lot of stuff that they don't see and so they true there i mean there is a lot of i'm sure there's a lot of uh intrigue and and just questioning amongst the people in the house even among the people of their own team because they don't know if at you know i mean unless you physically have eyes on someone the entire day you just don't know what's being shared you don't know what's going on in the room that you're not in then after that you just don't know if when everyone's running around the house they you know they hop into a broom closet for just a few minutes you know have right. a couple of conversations and whatever and then <laughs> get back out right they have sign language, passing notes through mm-hmm. the house. Like, it's, I mean, I guess it's possible. And, and, it's all possible. Uh, oh, and I mean, I think that's that's why Lindsay not getting the the scared card creates still a lot of intrigue. In that now people are are still right where they were in the sense that I don't know that I can trust anyone. I, everything I try to do blows up in my face, and the re, you know it, it could certainly be because. No one here is trustworthy. But I think a lot of people are going to think Gino's trustworthy now because he shared, at least to his team, he shared the actual information. And when they heard that that's, you know, they all hear how it really happens. So they knew that he wasn't lying as opposed to last, like previous times where they heard it and they're like, why didn't you tell me that? Like you steered me in the wrong direction. Like he was pretty straight up. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think that a lot of people are... Even the people in the cast are, are in this house are, um, you know, kind of canny enough that they understand that, okay, he was honest to me last time. That doesn't guarantee that he's honest to me this time. I mean, it's just like, it's exactly like in poker. Like, the reason that, you know, you show a bluff is to show people that you can't be trusted, but it's the opposite. Just when you, right. just because you have the cards the first four times you show, I mean, everyone still knows you can bluff. Um, and everyone still knows that right. Gina can lie. I mean, if anything, they know that Gino has shown them the truth and that the next time could be the time that he's trying to get them out. Right. But in their heads spinning of can I trust? Can I not? Can I trust? Can I not? This was definitely a check in the I can trust for Gino. Right. Like, I feel like there's so much going on in all their heads that, like, they might not be able to step back and look at that thing completely from all sides. Gino seems sketchy to me. Yeah. Uh, ever since that nap. <laughs> I don't know. You've had it out for Gino, huh? No, I just I, I, I he seems there's a lot of there's a lot of editing going on when he's when he's running around the house doing his thing. Which, yeah, I don't even know where he came from. Oh, he's like, a bar trivia host. No, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, when the clues were all, you know, Sasha followed, found the clue, and then Gino just appeared out of nowhere, grabbed mm. a handkerchief and was like, "All right, let me go get the clue." And that's, he went right to it. That's how bar trivia hosts do. But it's interesting. We said that we kind of were saying the same thing last week about Ronnie. We're like, where did he come from? So it's well, very interesting that th- they're doing that. They're keeping us on our toes. Like, 
who's going to be it next? Like, is next week Sasha going to know all the clues? And no. we're going to be like, <laughs> no. and we're going to be like, oh, my God, she knew. Like, we yeah. don't know. Um, well, I'm I mean, pretty I, sure of that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I, oh, my God. I love Sasha. She's been tweeting back. She's great. Um, okay. So then we move on to right after, you know, they break down what exactly happens, which we, which wasn't a big surprise this time. There wasn't anything in that breakdown that we were kind of like, oh, that, you know, happened. Um, yeah, it would have been. I mean, they could have at least shown us where they got the, the mountain line from, like what site. I'm curious. Petco? Where they ordered them online. Yeah. Animal Finder. No, but oh, they did no, no, say no. that the animal is not hurt. I like that. Um, <laughs> and then we move to the scared or spared dinner. And again, like I really, you know, Dana, I'm pretty impressed that she was the one that was totally like the safe card right away. Like she displayed nothing but like intelligence this time. She wasn't dramatic at no all. Tears. There was no tears. She had the right, not just the right, um, active ingredient but the right compound which uh, impressed me as someone who enjoys the periodic table. And she's a nurse and she was using her skills like she as much as Gino stepped up and found it all out like he got clued along the way she kind of just used her background and her family background to figure out for herself what happened which I was kind of impressed by. Yeah what was the family background that it was? Her dad was into bath salts. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't think, I don't no, think that no, was exactly. I, I, I think it's a, a different no, type I don't, of bath I'm pretty sure taking. that that was not what uh, they her, said. Her dad might have been into bath salts, no, but that not, was not what gave no. them the family business. Let's not put that out there. Sorry. But she knew. <laughs> bring it back. She knew that the compound together made cyanide. Sorry. <laughs> and Virginia has the giggles. Okay. So Dana's safe, and then we get all around. It's kind of a dramatic, scared, spared. Um, and they, you know, leave it down to, like, the Lindsay and all that stuff. And Cam and Ulysses are both scared, which, again, you know, right away, like you were saying earlier, Brian, like, that brings a big problem to that team of four when half the team is scared. Like, someone's going to die on that team. So that was very, very interesting that that's the Literally. way they did Someone literally is going to die on that. No, they're not. And then, <laughs> wait, hold the phone. Literally. Then we go to the phone call of the killer. <laughs> yeah. Giles gets the phone call with the killer. It says the killer calling, and it's this, you know, recorded, put together voice message of each one of them admitting that they were the murderer. And I thought the facial expressions were, you know, hilarious is maybe yeah. a good word as they went around realizing it. Um, good editing and how they're all right. saying like they must have edited this together or words from here, there and the other thing. But again, that made me realize like at no disrespect to any other reality shows, but so many other reality shows are just based on like drama and you know, whatever's going on. Like I stubbed my toe, like I'm crying this one, that one, like we know no one's dying. So all of the, the cast of this show are pretty good actors as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they 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 play the game, and they they're not just like reality stars of like like they're not just themselves in this. Like they are to some extent acting every single episode, and I feel like it's good. It's believable. Some of it's a little overacting, like in some parts, like whatever. But it's not like I think it's a lot better than a lot of all the reality other shows. That it's are out definitely there. up there with like the Kardashian level of acting <laughs> that you can see on that show. Uh, I don't. I don't frequent that show, but if you can explain, that would be. Uh, we know it's very true to like they do. 
I think the only Oh, one you're that, serious. Yeah. Oh. Like, the Kardashians, they definitely act on that show. That's not real. Like, we all know that that's not real. It's scripted. Wait. And even, like... <laughs> even Wait, so Kim's not... She didn't have a baby? You, you guys know what I mean. Right. Um, there's definitely... Like, they have to act. They have to be surprised. And I definitely right. think that they, they do do that. They do that very well. Um, Melina tends to overact. I love her. But, I mean, I think we've just gotten really used to how Wait, dramatic La- she is, is on there. Are Lamar and Chloe still together? Yes. Okay. Bringing it back. Okay. Bringing okay. it back. Bringing it back. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so, they do They do a good job of it. Yeah, I think it's they do funny. do a good job. It, it's nice and humorous. I feel like there was less puns this week. No. And less tears. Less puns, less tears. No. More significance. There was More g- <laughs> there were good puns. I'm sorry. I like the puns. Mountain lion. Yeah. L y i n. Yes, that's correct. That was the only one. No. But which brings me Just to go rewatch the Giles scenes. Yeah. The, well, the lion. But okay. So then. I'll come back to that. But then we go, you know, the message from the killer about the stables. So, you know, at the end, we're seeing the stables. We see everyone in the horses. I have to admit, Giles on a horse is maybe one of the favorite things I've seen on television in a very long time. I, I like love, how he got a white horse. Like, he got a what is outfit. Yeah, he, he got he, he was the one who got to wear a hat. Everyone else was wearing a riding helmet. He but he got, to wear a a whip. Cow, he got a cowboy He got like hat. a lasso. <laughs> He's, he's I love really him. enjoying it. I he's really, really chewing the scenery, but it's yeah. good stuff. He yeah. was, and everybody else got matching flannels. Matching yes. flannels. It's my dream. Why don't we have them on this show? We, we're, we're almost matching. You guys know, are matching. Steph, come on, so get on board. I didn't get the memo, man. Um, but then you know we we end with seeing that Ulysses is definitely killed on this episode. He got tranquilized or you know however that happened. We'll find out next week. Looks like I hope that the horse rolls over him, and then we have like a flat Ulysses, like in the end of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And so in the morgue, they're like, "Wait, so so you're gonna you're the first to say that the mountain lion's stuffed, but you think it's an actual horse rolling down the hill on him?" Well, no, no, no. But I mean, if they were to, if they, well, no, maybe Same. it's a large six hundred pound stuffed horse. <laughs> you it's possible. I, it, it, I, either way, it crushes yeah, his ribs. It does. I, I actually have witnessed someone get a horse on top of them in a polo match. It was pretty crazy. Anyway. Oh, one quick thing is, if his hair is still well done next (laughs) week, I'm going to be furious at this show, and I'm going to call them out on that, because we should see at least a stray hair. He does have good hair. His he has hair pretty is, good hair. Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. Well, yes, I, I like, yes, I'm, I'm perfectly, yes, his hair is better than mine, and I enjoy his hair, but that's not why I brought it up. Right. At 4.50 in the morning, his hair should not look like that. Or after being trampled by a horse. Well, he might what, use the same the stuff test. that Paula D uses. Just keep it right there, straight. <laughs> Paula Dean? Paula D. No. Oh. Paulie, I thought he said Paula Dean also. Yes. Uh, no, Paula Dean. Pa- Paula, whatever. Paula Dean, also a good actor. Yes. Anyway, okay. So, also, I wanted to touch base on a couple of really interesting things that the viewers have been writing to us. Um, this, on YouTube, someone left a comment who was WMGGW1968, who said, Ulysses is the killer. Think about it. Week one, Sherry drops glass on his foot and is murdered for her clumsiness. Week two, Dante shares info about the musket ball, which Ulysses said not to, and he dies. Week three, Adriana barges into their conversation and is murdered. Week four, Don shushes Melena in front of Ulysses and annoys him, and guess what? He's murdered. Which I think is very, very awesome that the fans are 
following along. They're figuring out these theories. Clearly, this theory isn't correct because Ulysses is, is dead now. But I think that there is a bigger picture happening here that people are aware of. Like, people are aware of some one thing happening in one episode definitely affects something happening in the next episode, definitely affects something happening in the next episode. So I think that's really, really interesting. And we love your comments. Keep them coming. Um, also, before we move on to predictions, and we will this time predict who we think the next person to go will be, along with who we think the killer is, we just wanted to share some exciting news at AfterBuzz over here. Our creators, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergo, um, have a new movie out, Adventures of Serial Buddies, and it's available for you guys to download. It's kind of... Like, Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. It's really funny. You guys should totally see it. They do a lot for us over here at AfterBuzz, so you guys should check it out and, you know, leave some comments for them. But, okay, now on to our predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Okay, so let's start with who we think is going to die next week. Ulysses. He's dead already. <laughs> nah. Touche. The horse. What do you okay. think? What do you think? Virginia, 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 what you got? Um, you know, I think that it might actually be Gino. I don't know really? why. I just feel like Cam is going to come back with a vengeance and his team, and they're going to try to freeze him out. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, it's not going to be Dana. It's not, I don't think it'll be anybody on Cam's team, because I think they're really, like, they realize that, you know... Like, they have to win this challenge or, you know, the clues. Um, and I don't think it'll be Ronnie. And I feel like Sasha's just going to follow them around until they figure it out. So I feel like Gino is unexpectedly going to figure or going to be gone. Right. What about mm. you, Brian? Uh, I think Lindsay. I, I think eventually um, she's just going to be frozen out. I mean, it it might have worked this week. And I know that they're they're going to want her on, on the cam team next week. But I just feel like... Um, at some point, there's going to be an opportunity to withhold information from her between Cam and Chris. And if they're both concerned for their well-being, um, they're going to take that opportunity. And I, I do think that Team Two um, is going to start is going to start having internal division within the next two weeks. But I don't think it'll be um, dispositive for killing someone next week. Okay. Um, it's funny because I was thinking Ronnie for some reason. I'm just thinking Ronnie. A bounty hunter. The bounty hunter. Because he was really good, and then he's quieting down. But, like, I agree. I agree with the Lindsay thing. Like, that can only last. Like, if that lasts for the next five episodes that they're trying to, like, plot for her to get kicked out, it's going to get boring. You know, like, we're going to get over that storyline. They've already made such a sharp turn on her storyline. Um, you know, next week we, we... Also, what looks interesting about next week is that it is outside. So... Um, and then, so who do we think the killer is? Virginia, who you got? Um, I'm going to just go with Dana. Okay. Brian? Uh, I still think Gino. I'm still going to go with Sasha. You can find me on Twitter at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. And you can find me at Virginia Reina. And you can find me on next week's podcast. Sweet. Matching outfits again. Thank yeah. you guys yeah. so much for listening. Have a great evening and keep watching. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.